Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Craig of the Creek, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hey. Uh, today we are talking the March and beginning of April episodes of Craig of the Creek. Uh, seven episodes here that we haven't talked about yet on the podcast. The Mystery of the Timekeeper, Alone Quest, Mem- Memories of Bobby, Jacob of the Creek, Return of the Honeysuckle Rangers, Kelsey the Elder, and Sour Candy Trials. The last two aired yesterday on Cartoon Network. I believe this is it for a little while in terms of new episodes, or at least for the rest of April. Um, but, uh, we talk Craig in uh, sporadic bunches here. Uh, Craig was actually airing weekly for a while, so, uh, that was pretty cool. Um, premiering on TV and we're going over the lot, these last seven episodes. Check out our previous Craig podcast at overlyanimated.com on iTunes at overlyanimated.com slash iTunes or our YouTube is youtube.com slash overlyanimated. We're going to be getting into spoilers for every Craig episode from Sour Candy Trials and before, so make sure you've seen everything here. Uh, this is a lot of episodes. We're planning on doing like five, but then I saw that it was just this week and not for the rest of April. So I just delayed it for another week. Um, so that's why we're covering seven here. But yeah, a lot of episodes. We don't need to give like, we don't need to treat it as a chunk or anything. But Michelle, any like high level thoughts on, um, or anything that stands out to you from uh, any, what stands out to you most, I guess, from all these episodes of Craig? Uh, I mean, plot returned which i didn't expect quite so soon i mean it's been a a, a bit and a half but it still felt sooner than i expected for the honeysuckle rangers to become a thing again and now we know all this stuff about like oh this king doesn't let you do all these things and it's, it's terrible we don't want him to infiltrate the other half of the creek and that's like fascinating so that was a huge surprise for me. Nice. Okay. Yes. Uh, definitely. Big Honeysuckle Rangers episode and the the return of this uh, plot thread from Under the Overpass and Jessica's Trail. We're going to be getting back into probably probably at the top here. Alex, uh, any, what stands out to you from these episodes? What stands out to me is that in general, this is like I really enjoyed this month of episodes, and I think that there are like several episodes that have different aspects of what makes this show great, and so like it feels like a good summary of like the various things that it does well, like uh, um like Memories of Bobby does has like excellent comedic timing. The Kelsey, uh, Kelsey the Elder is like deep in the in the references sort of thing. Sour Candy Trials is the is uh, again another example of the heightening of the aesthetic. Like once we like move away from the creek and like go into the weird fantasy stuff, is they're always good at that, and that's another example of that. Uh, Alone Quest is just like uh, in, uh, how strong the characters are that you care about something as as, as simple of a storyline as that. So like uh, e- each of these episodes does things different, but like they all they all feel just very cozy and very fun to watch. So they they all do things differently. I think that this particular group is a microcosm of the the things that Craig of the Creek does best. Even if there's not like a high tier episode in the bunch, perhaps. But they just there's a lot of things that it's doing great here and like keeps my attention. I'm just it con- continue to be impressed by the things that they keep hitting consistently. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. There's a lot of different types. I mean, I think that's a function of just set. We're talking seven random episodes of the show, basically. Yeah, there's a lot of material. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Admittedly. Um, yeah, it, it, it covers a lot of uh, what makes the show great, and there's a lot of different types of episodes here. So I, I, I think there's a lot of really strong ones here. Um, I agree that there's, a, you know, the, yada, yada, there's no Ooh. Helen or Kid from 3030, but that's okay. I think Return of the Honeysuckle Rangers is like, I love this episode. Uh, this is, uh, this was like so much fun for me uh, to watch. There's, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, like um, the emotional connection presented and the, the, these Honeysuckle Rangers characters and our characters. I'm, I really love Return of the Honeysuckle Rangers. That's my favorite of the bunch, but there's also great ones like Kelsey the Elder aired yesterday. That's a fantastic episode. That's really funny. Um, it's really funny. I think, uh, yeah, I think Alone Quest, uh, is, 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 uh, is, is really good as well. At least parts of it. Uh, I know we're really some memories for memories of Bobby fans here. That episode's kind of crazy. Um, and then even, uh, lower key episode like the Timekeeper episode. I think is is pretty good as well, and Sour Candy Trials is uh, gorgeous. Um, so I think like uh, a ton of ton of different things here. Craig is still uh, still going strong, still great. Um, supposedly in season two, according to the Cartoon Arc website, um, they cut it off at forty. So Lone Quest was. Uh, season one finale. I don't know if that's like the real designation or just what we're doing. So who cares though? Um, I think most Cartoon Network shows, the season designations are not mattering. Um, so it doesn't, we're, regardless, we are up to 45 here. So a lot of, a lot of Greg episodes now. Um, and, uh, very exciting getting into further into the show's run. Um, yeah, I want to start, I want to start with, uh, Return of the Honeysuckle Rangers. I, it seems to be what Michelle was most hype about, uh, with the, the plot stuff going on. Um, it's what I'm most, most hype about, uh, with Sean and Raj. Uh, that's, that's, oh! yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that was another pleasant surprise because I know that was a thing you definitely brought up the first episode we had. I'm like, oh, like, I feel like I shipped them. Yeah. Maybe that's a thing. And that's like, oh no, like, this, that's like canon hardcore. They're, they're an item. They like each other. Yeah, this is uh, so apparently so one of someone went back on our Discord, listened to our the the, the first Honeysuckle Rangers podcast uh, episode podcast we did, and we called a lot of things right, including yeah, I was I was uh, the, these guys were pinging pinging it hard for me, and I was I was feeling the uh, the shot and Raj in the first episode. I didn't expect the show to go uh, into it so quickly. Maybe uh, <laughs> the crew agreed after the first episode. They were they were <laughs> these guys were a couple. I was loving it. I this is this might be my Craig OTP uh, Sean and Raj here, like even more so than the witches. Like I'm I'm. Uh, very into the the honeysuckle ranger ship and this is like blatantly romantic to me uh between the two of them and uh, i think this is uh you know nothing in the show is is super explicit uh queer rep rise but um male male queer rep is particularly scarce i think uh in kids animation these days and sean and roger instantly one of the most um notable examples i think at least of uh kids uh together um so i i love all their moments in this episode a ton of blushing between them and uh just them being compassionate to towards each other um i like that we're leading with this instead of the plot because to me this is the, the highlight but uh... <laughs> it's the highlight. and uh, I'd, I'd like to add like i like that it doesn't feel one-sided because i think that uh, from what i recall from the initial like it was more raj towards sean but like i feel like we got a couple of sean towards raj moments in this one as well like sean blushes when raj lifts up his flower hat in the in early on and then later we have like that that um that honest conversation at the end of like explaining how they like he he took the initiative to distract because raj did something wrong it's like you didn't have to but i wanted to you know so it's like that so now it, it feels like more balanced and it also like the fact that it's it's adding to the story while at the same time, like building up their relationship as something intimate like that. It's, it's a very, it's a very seamless blend to do. And it fits with the, how their interactions go in the rest of the episode. 
Yeah, I think that's a great point. The gays are the plot for once. Like, uh, this is this this is the main plot of the show right now, and uh, we've uh, put Ron, Sean and Raj at the center of it. Yeah, they're both blushing. It's definitely two sided. Uh, we mentioned the uh, well, I have in my notes where Raj like touches uh, Sean's head, and Sean blushes. Raj blushing at uh, what the honeysuckle strength from Sean. Uh, Sean's like carrying. Oh, Raj. ripping the bean bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the carrying was great, and it the, came back twice. Yeah, so two carrying, great. and then um, Sean. Yeah, and then this this moment of uh, I can't get it. Sean's like. I can't have you getting in trouble again with the king. And that's, that's a really sweet moment. And then uh, Raj, I think, blushes at the end, too, when, uh, like, they're, like, uh, holding hands at the end. Um, this is, yeah, I guys, beyond, like, oh, this is great queer up, it's great the showing, this just made me really happy. Um, yeah, like, it's just nice. Yeah. It's just really sweet what they have. I, well, yeah, I want to emphasize this, is, like, made me particularly happy in a way that uh, these, these shows, uh, a lot of a lot of episodes, it's like, oh, this is really good. But this is, this is I, I'm super into this. Uh, this. This is definitely one of my personal favorites of the show. And I love all these moments here i want to see more of this from the two of them in the show um yeah michelle anything else about uh sean and raj uh well i guess it's it's nice to see that they're really sweet to each other because there is that other thing kind of lingering that they are directly opposed to our main crew but they're clearly not villainous they're just you know they're doing what they can to get in the good graces of the king because they messed up basically. And you get that a lot more, but like the first episode, it really was like, I don't know who these guys are, but like they're dangerous and sneaky and we better hide from them. And now I think Craig feels really guilty that he gave them the fake map because he feels for them and he knows they're in a tough spot and that it's not like entirely their fault. Yeah. It's like on one hand, the, uh, it, the, the 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 ship is part of the plot which is really good but on the other end they're like antagonistic but this episode does mm-hmm. not paint does not paint them as that so i think this episode does a yeah. lot of work in moving away from that like this the main i guess the main like takeaway at the end is uh is craig having sympathy for uh these two even though um he's like trying to trick them with the map and he's trying to oppose them advancing like you like uh we we definitely sympathize for the two of them we like know it's the king and it's not them um and they're in like a bad spot as well and i think the characters also especially Craig are, are also feeling for them. And it's impressive because like they do do still do some kind of mean things in this episode, like like invading their trunk and ripping open bean bags. Like I feel like if that was an other characters, we'd feel a lot more unsympathetic towards them. But because later on you have the thing where like Craig gives it up willingly and they're just like celebratory and like, yeah, we don't want you want to hurt you. We just need the map sort of thing. And then you, you see them interacting with each other in a very kind, loving manner. So like that all adds to it. So it's just, it's impressive that even though they're, they're quote villains, but uh, given how, how they act with each other and how other people uh, internalize that information, especially Craig, that we don't actually feel uh, it doesn't feel like an antagonist, even though we know in the story it's an antagonist. Yeah, plus every time they do anything, they always say honeysuckle, which kind of undercuts <laughs> it from feeling too intimidating. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's a great point that, uh, like, if Jason was tearing up the beanbag chair, we'd, it would be, like, super unsympathetic. But uh, these two are just too likable. Like, they're, they're dynamic and just them as, as people. They're just, like, really likable characters. And I think we're using their romance to ground them as characters and uh, make them likable for the audience and our characters as well. Craig is also basically shipping it. So, like, he's uh, he's noticing it and uh, it's easy, like, feels for them. Um, so it's, 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 it is a really interesting presentation. By the way, no Jason in any of these episodes, I just realized. He was, like... 
<laughs> major character previously. What a breath of fresh air. Yeah, how, he's, he's, first he's of working all, how on himself you? right now. He's <laughs> yeah, trying he... <laughs> to like deal with his own stuff. Yeah, exactly. He needs some time away. Uh, but no, he's the best. Come on. I thought we arrived at he being the best. No? Okay. Uh, but no, he's... That, that was just you. That was just you. <laughs> oh, that was just me. Oh, okay. Um, no, Sean, Sean and Raj are... are yeah, they, they, it, it, it's, it's a super interesting presentation. And it's also like the, the main... This main plot of the show is surrounding it. I don't know if it's like the main plot. It's more of just like a recurring uh, plot thread through the... Yeah, it's it's like the one major arching story yeah, a, that we arc, have yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah, the two previous episodes I mentioned, um, and uh, they're at the center of this other side of the creek, um, and the king, and we get more details on it uh, in this episode. Not like too much more, but we he we see that uh, we, we get the return of the green poncho. And, uh, he's explaining to us through, I think, a gorgeous sequence of, like, the, uh, the under, the, the overpass, the underside of it, and the, the drawings on it, and illuminating, telling the story of, uh, the the uh, the king decides everything on the creek uh, the other side of the creek and if he gets the map he'll spread his influence to uh to Craig's side so that's why they they want the map is so the king can expand so it's threatening uh the Craig side of the creek um and i think uh you know simple plot but it works well with what we saw before we probably basically predicted this and uh it's it's uh i think like a, a good uh it feels urgent enough. There's a lot of like intrigue to it with who's the king. Um, you know, what's, uh, what's, what's going to happen? Is this, is going to be some side of like warring sides here? How are, and you know, we have investment in that side as well now with Sean and Raj. So I think that's another good reason that, um, it's another reason that that plot element is, is really working well. Um, any, any king theories coming to, we've discussed this before on the podcast. Any king theories coming to mind after this episode? Um, not, I don't think this is a specific theory, but the usage of he'll spread his influence to the other side of the creek is an interesting way of wording it. I th- I think like the, my head goes to, okay, so the next step, whenever like the king actually ends up crossing over, it'll be a situation where like kids from the other side of the creek are like, hey, it's not so bad. And, like, hey, the green poncho guy was exaggerating. It's not like that at all sort of thing. And we'll have to like go through like some creek kids that we know for, like being uh, persuaded and moving over to like notice that it's not actually how they're saying sort of thing so i i, I think that uh, i already see the setup going on of how this how the story is gonna go but like the king himself i i still feel it's just gonna be a kid that we don't know yet but mm. I, I i think that they're they're doing a good job at setting up like the natural progression of how how Differing groups of kids end up mingling with each other after originally like being wary of each other, sort of thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So you're reading into the influence part of it, or it's not going to be like a takeover. It's going to be like, uh, oh, either here's uh, here's benefits of uh, you know you uh, g- giving these things to the king or something, and uh, the, the 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 creek kids uh, falling for it or something like that. Yeah, I yeah I I, I want the king to be someone we know, uh, but we've talked about this. <laughs> But uh, I don't know who it could be other than Kit, who I think is the obvious candidate because uh, <laughs> she is the most influential person. Um, well, what if Jason? He wants influence. He wants respect. What better way to get respect than to be a secret king? That would be a big subversion <laughs> of the Jason redemption arc we're on. So, uh, that would be the Jason non-redemption arc. I know. Arc. That would be shocking. <laughs> it may be good. It would be good shocking, I feel like. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very uh, interested to see this this plot moving forward. Anything, Michelle? Anything you're particularly interested to see about this uh, in a future episode? Uh, well, the the issue I have with this integration being a good idea is that it seems like Jason and Raj. The reason they want 
to be on the king's good side just because they're starved for friendship. Like, that's the thing, right? Jason was saying, like, oh, like, maybe we'll be, like, his best friends. And Rush is like, oh, yeah, like, good point. I won't eat the candy because that might happen. Like, why are they so desperate for his friendship? Why is friendship a hot commodity on the other side of the creek? That's concerning to me. Plus, they can't eat until the king. I already feel like there's a reason that they don't know about the other side of the creek and that it's been kept from them as a secret place. And it's probably not a good reason. Yeah, that's an interesting read that it's like because they want to be. Fr- yeah, they, there's definitely a part where it's like, I want to be friends with the king. Unclear if it's like because they're so threatened that they need to be in his good graces or if like, I definitely do get the sense that they're kind of lonely, though. I think that's. Yeah, like, I think they yeah. kind of only have each other. We haven't seen them interact with anybody else on that side. And maybe they feel kind of ostracized. Well, well, the explanation they give is that because Raj did this whole eating thing and Sh- and Sean farted that they were exiled. That, that's vaguely what I remember from the last episode. So I think it's that that's the whole point that they that because they're exiled, they want to get back into other creek society. And this is the only way they know how to, like, convince the king to let them do that. Yeah, I think it's more about integrating with their their their, their, the side of the creek rather than the. I feel like they're scared of the king. I think they would. I think they would uh, jump ship to Craig from the king. It's more just like this is their way of life. Um, So I'm interested to see. Will we get uh, Sean and Raj going to our side um, of the creek? That would be very exciting. Um, but yeah, for now, the, the Sean Raj, I feel like I've jumped to the top of my favorite side characters at the very least. This is wow. such a good episode for them. Um, <laughs> and uh, the la- last episode is great. Too. I mean, you know, there's other great ones, too. And we'll get into uh, so- some other. Uh, Bo- is Bobby jumping to the top of our list? We'll get into that soon. But yeah, OK, so <laughs> that's Bo- Bobby is in this episode. <laughs> uh, yes. yes, Bobby <laughs> gave away. Bobby. The intel. Come on, Bobby. Come on. He, I told them I'm your best Frank's friend. Best friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's oddly sad. Get out of here, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel memories of Bobby really opened my eyes to Bobby's character. (laughs) Okay, we'll move move to that in a second. We can do that next. But last thing was the suit. They they, they get in through the sewer. Um, Apparently, we predicted this too. They they rip off the part of the sewer map. And so that's how they get in. I think that uh, that was like uh, smart storytelling. It makes sense with what we saw previously. And then they seal up that at the end. So currently, no way for Sean and Raj uh, back into the creek unless we go to their side again, which I think would be interesting. I think that's the move. We go to their side of the creek next for some reason. Um, or or the, they stage a raid and they, like, overpower the, the sewer kingdom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they, bring, they bring an army. The sewer, I feel like they'd overpower the poncho. I feel like that would be the way to go. Um, this is just uh, one guy. The sewer kingdom is like a – sewer queen is a legion. She was in this episode, Alex. Sewer queen. Yeah. She she uh, she – it was uh, self-deprecating when talking about getting her portrait done. Um, that yeah. was neat. That's good. Uh, yeah, I just hear glimmer now. So that's that's fantastic, though. More glimmer is only good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. So that's uh, that's. I think that's good for Return of the Unsolved Rangers. That's uh, lo- love this episode. Uh, excited to see more from both Sean and Raj and the Spotline moving forward. Um, since we're so eager to talk about Bobby, we can move to memories of Bobby here um, because uh, Rip Bobby. Um, he's moving away, so we have his funeral for him, but then at the end, he only moved out in the street, and he's still there. 
Um, Alex, I've heard you're a big fan of this episode. Look, I, I really enjoy this episode because A, it begins ludicrously with like the whole funeral setup and JP being so at stress. Like, that's great. But like the, the main chunk of the episode is e- each of the crew telling stories about Bobby. But like it ends up being like them telling normal stories. And at the very end, Bobby just shows up. Oh, my candy. So like I, I for some reason, like the first time I watched it, the community comedic timing was perfect every time and i think also because it helps that bobby has has always been this gag character and like just mm. get getting it all at once feels feels great and then it culminates with the jp music video <laughs> montage which is just like at, it, it, it's it's on par with like the, some of the various absurd sequences we've had in this show before and so like it, it, i think it builds it builds it builds and then it, it like hits the peak and it, and so it, it, I just really enjoyed the, the the timing of this episode a lot. On second watch, it doesn't hit as hard once you're expecting the jokes, but like it's still funny nonetheless. Okay, nice, uh, Michelle. What uh, were you feeling for Bobby as he uh, was moving away this episode? Absolutely. And can we just take a <laughs> moment to talk about the music video? Because that that was yeah. like a decent chunk of the episode, yes. and it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. And Bobby's got some moves, <laughs> and it made me feel weird things, but it was great. And I like don't know why they did it, but I'm so glad they did because like I'll have that forever in my brain now. Explain and- weird things. I don't know, like the Bobby's delivery on the lines, like. It was like he was weirdly talking, like oh, he was sultry, right? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. He's like weirdly sultry about like the the candy, but like maybe that's just like how he feels, and like I don't judge him. He definitely <laughs> likes candy. It's a very established part of his character, but it was I don't know. It was it was very special, and everyone sung back up really well. Yeah, the, the the editing in that in that segment is great. Like yes. it's just, uh, the 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 triple overlay of Bobby coming oh from the God, different yes. sides of the screen. Um, he so does great. like the, the all like the eighties uh, vocal takes, like ow, yeah, and then like JP just steps in with a sat solo at the end. It's like it it really hits all the 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 classic eighties vaporwave music video notes and does them all really well. Mortimer is playing the electric guitar oh, with yeah. sunglasses. So like it's just it's the the vibe was great the Bobby's delivery was great especially because Bobby just only says my candy so like now here up to the up to this point in the episode so now hearing him say full lines and like such a like weird time. oh it is so great uh yeah so this is this music video is a uh, parody of Candy by Cameo um apparently well known music I think it's a little wow. bit before. <laughs> How did you find that out? Well, so no, I think this is a little bit before our time, but uh, this is apparently a very prominently somewhat shot for shot parody slash remake of, of that video. Um, that was, uh, yeah. So, and, uh, that, that's perfect. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> the definitely song name candy. Yeah. De- same name candy. Definitely. Should what if we did a parody of I want candy by Bow Wow Wow instead? That'll be like season two then. Okay. Well, this is season two. This is this is the season oh. premiere, Alex. So uh, we're only okay, in well, the f- we, we're season finale. Season th- do, season uh, finale. You guys we'll do a different yeah. candy music video then. Okay. Uh, yeah. Th- this this is the thing everyone's talking about from this episode. Uh, super like uh, <laughs> gorgeous nuts uh, kind of sequence here. Um, within uh, yeah, the the big chunk of the episode is these uh, retellings of uh, memories of uh, time they spent with Bobby. But uh, the JP's is uh, nonsensical, and the rest of Bobby is minimally. Uh, that's why this episode's absurd. Bobby is the most minor of characters. 
characters and uh the show the show does this they bring like these like big red had a had a chunk of episodes where she suddenly was a thing and she was back in one of these episodes too but um they they, these are not like even our secondary characters these are like tertiary characters and the show makes them prominent i do think it's a a funny gag well Um, and it's it's a great joke that like we know him as a side character and it's like oh we're gonna have an episode dedicated to him like oh we're gonna set up like them telling stories that we didn't get to see so far but like it's it's literally like he's also a side character in their Mm -hmm. lives as well so it's it's like full it's a full circle situation it's pretty good yeah and i I do like how the episode approaches that at one point we do uh, literally like say they're like oh remember bobby was in this episode that we've seen and no it wasn't bobby it was someone else so i think that's good Uh, the other the other memories that we gather the the palamander um, with the song, and uh, then we have this very disturbing murder sequence uh, for the Palamander. Uh, don't look <laughs> into its <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Uh, very. D- I was like, uh, wow, this is too dark. <laughs> this is- <laughs> <laughs> I was disturbed. Uh, then we have uh, Kel- uh, Kelsey's story of uh, Quick Mud uh, saving uh, Mackenzie from the Quick Mud with Maney prominently featured. The JP um, Maney ship is still alive. Yes, yeah, a lot I of JP so. and Maney here. That's another. You're so glistening today. <laughs> uh, clearly two sided, uh, JP and Maney. So, uh, yeah, well, well, I did ship rankings before, I feel like. Now, Sean and Raj are number one now, but JP and Maney are also up there, which is, uh, the, the no, no cardboard kids back yet. Um, <laughs> I would not ship them. That was very one sided. We, 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 we've talked, we've talked about that. Uh, but yeah, that, that, I liked, uh, the, the, the horse girl memories. And then at the end, Kelsey's like, especially because I literally dragged Mackenzie. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's my fave line of the episode. Um, and then they like abandon Bobby playing hide and seek. Uh, so that's sad. Um, is this the second time we've heard the baby casino reference? I feel like we've heard that in a different episode too. But I'll, I could be my mind could be playing games with me. My point is, we we need to get a baby casino episode eventually if they're going to keep referencing it. Yeah, we'll get it eventually. Yeah, I feel like it's coming. We're we're setting it up much like Bobby appearing in the background of episodes. Yes. Do him here. And then Bobby's okay. Bobby's still around though. No need to be sad. Um, let's move to Kelsey the Elder, which aired yesterday. Uh, this is an episode made for us. Uh, a D&D episode of Craig. It had to happen. Um, and uh, Okay. Also- I didn't know the rules of D&D before this, <laughs> and it actually gave a pretty good base level explanation. So I, I appreciate the episode for that. That's good. Okay, because uh, interestingly, this uh, I'm not like the most experienced D&D player, but there are some deep cuts from D&D in this. So this is not just mm-hmm. like a setting up. This is like a, there's some pretty intricate D&D lore gone over in, in, in this episode, which I think is particularly notable. A lot of our shows are doing D&D episodes now. Voltron had a fantastic D&D episode. She-Ra is going to have a D&D episode in this upcoming season. We're very excited about that. Um, but this is uh, w- one of my favorite D&D episodes I feel like I've seen because uh, it is... It is uh, so so many intricate references uh, to to D anD D, and yet it is also like uh, interwoven into the story and the characters with the elders very well. I feel like this is probably our most successful elder episode ever, at least in terms of their characters. And it's like surrounded by angst of them playing D anD D. So um, I think the character motivations uh, that are presented with them playing it are really on point, and it's also really fun. Um, the you know the the conflict and uh, 
uh, resolution that we see as a result of them playing D&D. It rings very true. It um, feels very organic um, as, I guess, a, a person who's played D&D. So I think like that's this is uh, this was like a, a, a delight to see. And also the B plot is them referencing a bunch of past Cartoon Network shows. So like that's also very fun. It, combined, it feels like a very meta episode, especially because Craig is uh, basically D&D like LARPing. So um I don't know. Like, clearly, we're gonna love this episode, uh, Alex. What? what it, Alex, we just played D and D on Saturday. That's coming up soon on the podcast. Uh, Ruby. Part oh yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> what did you think of how D and D was presented here? Um, it makes me appreciate the job of a DM more, uh, a, a, like a dungeon master, because I feel like in these D and D episodes, it focuses on the on like that on bringing the fantasy story to life sort of thing whereas this one is focusing more on the mechanics of like the actual gameplay between the like the real life people trying to like figure out what the dm is doing and dm making the challenges and in this case this seems to be a bad dm one that i uh, the kind that i have not encountered yet in my life which is good the kind who like doesn't it's just kind of mean to their players so uh, it it makes me appreciate the 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 job that they have to do a little bit more and also i I think that kelsey is perfect for this and so like and so when we get to the part where it's like wait i can't even narrate like what's going on like it's like taking all the parts of her that are perfect for D D and just like stripping them away way like it feels so it, it feels sad and funny at the same time and uh, and then like the at the, the end i'm gonna admit is it feels a little cheesy in terms of like hey i gotta get them to work together sort of thing but uh, i think that it fits with how how the characters were were built up to this point in the episode and the, them needing to like come together sort of thing so yeah it was, it was a pretty good episode and i i agree that like the D parts were understandable enough uh i i think like it, there were some words thrown around but i think like even if you don't pay attention to like the specifics of their dialogue like in the 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 imagery is enough to explain what's going on in the moment uh, yeah, I agree the ending is a little bit uh, tropey, but I do think it's like uh, ends the character arcs like I mentioned really well. So I, I, I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of D&D things we could we could I, the, the, the Kelsey thing. Yeah, um, this is maybe the highlight of the Kelsey narration. I feel like of the show now Mark like takes over the Kelsey. Uh, narration. <laughs> I know. Like she's in the in the middle of it, and then it just pans over to him, like yeah. monologuing in his brain too. It's like so creepy, but so hilarious. And then there's a perfect shot of back to Kelsey, and she just has like the straight line face, <laughs> like in blue blue tint. It, it, it's a perfect like one drawing shot that like finishes that scene. That's one of the most clever gags I feel like the show's done. Just taking the Kelsey narration, combining it with D and D and a DM, and like how the, those interplay and the execution on it, it was really, really good. Um, and uh, it just uh, we could go. I don't know. We could go over the D and D references, but it's it's there, there's there's too. There's many, like intimidation um, checks. Uh, a lot nat- of rolling. Nat- nat- um, Has anybody ever rolled that many natural twenties in like one day? No, of that course, of like- course, there's going to be a lot of uh, nat twenties. Yeah, <laughs> so but that's okay. We had the, the you know usually yeah it also showcased Kelsey like adding her thing to her role to to get it to get the the, the final thing. So yeah, I, I could see how that would be. Uh, 
educational for the people who don't understand D&D. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, it was, it was all really fun. And Kelsey in the middle of it and she's DMing at the end as well. Um, also they're like live streaming it. Um, the two, which is so, I like think, pretty one, funny. two people. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey's one of them. And then at the end they get six people. Uh, yeah. Um, it's like they have six people watching. I'm like, Oh, I relate. That's our podcast. Six <laughs> people. Um, and, uh, okay. We'll come back to this, but the B plot of, uh, Basically, Barry's with Craig and JP, and uh, he's name, name dropping a bunch of past Cartoon Network slash Hanna Barbara shows. Uh, Michelle, what 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 did you think of all this? So when he first started doing it, I was like, "Oh man, that's a great Easter egg." But as the list grew, it started making me more and more uncomfortable. Why uncomfortable? I, like, I, I had this deep introspection. I'm like, is that like who I am now? <laughs> an awful no. child, man. Who's making young children uncomfortable because they don't know what the heck they're talking about? Wow, you're buried. No, look, look. Here's the thing: that this episode <laughs> is actually a warning shot to pe- to read your surroundings. So, like, of course, it's great to to geek out about animation, but if you notice that the other person is not that in- interested in it, don't keep pushing it. Move to a different topic. Like, we we are we are allowed to be well rounded individuals and talk about other things besides animation. But right now, here in the podcast, because we're focused on animation, we can talk about whatever we want, and because we all know that we all care about it. But if you're talking with a random person you've never talked to, like Barry's doing with Craig, because otherwise, when have they ever interacted? And you should you should like pay attention and realize that like someone's not that interested in it. It's like fine, let's talk about something else. Like, hey, paper planes, isn't that cool? Teach me how to do a paper plane. Like you just gotta, you know, be more socially responsible. Oh, so you're saying, you're saying we can still rational, talk about it. That's the <laughs> rational reaction, but it still scared me a lot. So you're, you're not, you're not Barry. It's okay, Michelle. You're not. I hope not. But like, there are berries out there, and it's just like I don't yes, know. Yes. Especially like on YouTube, just so many channels, and sometimes they get really malicious, just being really dumb and saying things that don't understand about you know networks and how shows are made and they have like a large following and it's awful and uh barry yeah, i don't like, think yeah, i don't think barry he, was being uh yeah, he, no but no. like it feels like kind of just like part of that swath all together yeah. you know well it, it's, yeah. it's more like what happens if barry was in a situation where he realized he was being ignored and that drove him to rage over his his beloved cartoon sort of thing and like yeah. that could end up being like the youtuber <laughs> Okay, this I didn't expect this. <laughs> I thought we would just be like, "Yay, these references!" <laughs> this is interesting. Yeah, but I, th- I think it's like the amount, right? Like, if it'd been like a single gag, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, he said codes name kids next door. That's amazing!" But like a- after he got to like the fifth or sixth reference, and you could just see Craig dying, being like, "Don't you want to go talk to some other old people about your old shows you like?" I was like, "This is terrible. <laughs> Why is?" Why is Barry doing this? The poor kids. Yeah, Michelle had a strong reaction to this. Uh, now, but, uh, but, but but look, the, the the good side is when you have someone who does love cartoons. Like at the very end, when like Mark is in Barry's arms, it's like, do you remember that show, Symbionic Titan, with like yeah. tears in his eyes, and they have like a special bond together because they get to talk about their favorite show together like that's the good side of things like finding people who actually do care about your shows and are willing to discuss the specifics of like the ships and the story arcs and all that fun yes, stuff that's us that's us yeah that, that, that's that that's the the maybe good michelle side is very what we should aspire i to be. will destroy you dylan <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not there you're not there it's fine it's darkest fear and you you do me like I'm that sorry, i'm sorry i if if, if <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I'm, am I Mark and Alex is uh, David? Is that I uh, know? Um, yeah. Do I, I have that. shiny hair under this helmet yeah, of mine? That was an interesting moment for David. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. It was like he's secretly like beautiful. Is that what we were supposed to get out like, of that? He, he he he. We need a David self-esteem episode later on. Like you know, he yeah. it's like, hey, you look cool under that helmet. Let's show the world, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. David David's great. Uh, the highlight I think of this is uh, getting into the references are cool part of this. Uh, the, the 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 money quote. If like Ed and Nettie, you guys remind me a lot of that show, except mixed with Codename Kids Next Door. Uh, oh, I think- no, it's true. We've said stuff like that. <laughs> I know. I think literally that might be a quote from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a quote from the podcast, but it well, is. We wouldn't have phrased it like that, but we've definitely said compared it to Dead Eddie. Well, I don't think it's like specifically a podcast. Everyone, these are the obvious comparisons, but um, yeah. we are at the point where we could start it. We could start seeing the influence of uh, early criticism, early early discussions of Craig on the show, um, like uh, production timeline wise. I feel like, but uh, yeah, this is uh, this is very aware because uh, these are the. It's like yeah, Ed and Eddie, and uh, they're larping like uh, Kid Next Door. Yeah, so I think that was great. Uh, we also referenced Dexter's Laboratory. Um, yeah, at the end, we mentioned Symbiotic Titan, and also SWAT cats and Pirates of the Dark, Dark Water, Pirates of Dark Water. And never, he never heard of the show is about cats. Fake show, because I'm like, why are there like cat main characters who are like people, but they're cat? Like, yeah, these are real so shows. It is a real uh, yeah, it's oh, before our, it's right. before our time, which means it doesn't make sense that the elders would be into it, but it's okay. And, well, uh, reruns, reruns. Yeah, I guess right I don't, don't remember SWAT cat reruns being there. Um, but uh, yeah, so th- those didn't land for me because I was <laughs> unfamiliar. So, but a little none, bit. Uh, n- none of these landed for me because I was too young for any of these. <laughs> Ed and Eddie. Uh, okay, yeah, they probably were existed. I just didn't watch much of them. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's okay. That's okay. Um, uh, but it's it's it, it, I guess because it's a it, shows usually don't like make specific references like this, so this was very weird to see. But uh, yeah, they're all I guess uh, Turner properties. So we yeah, and Cartoon around. Network is doing more of that like crossover Nexus yep, was also yep. like way heavy with <laughs> with references. This feels like the next crossover Nexus. Yeah, the, this episode to a certain. I mean, it's just oh my gosh, if, Cra- but... if Craig and Ko get to be in the same episode and they get to be good boys together, are we going to yeah! have a Steven Universe Uncle Grandpa situation? Is that what you're asking for? Uh, maybe yeah. because both of these guys are better than Uncle Grandpa. So, <laughs> how dare you? First of all, but no, okay. Uh, I think how dare you? Well, that was a great episode of uh, Steven Universe. That I don't remember. It's fine. Um, in, in spite of Uncle Grandpa, not because of him. I'm sure it was great. Uh, nothing, nothing else about. Uh, yeah, we we'll move on. But yeah, there's a lot of also cartoon school. Uh, that was good. That's us, and um, <laughs> a lot of D and D stuff. Okay, let's talk about Sour Candy Trials, which also aired yesterday. Um, very uh, focused as like uh, Bobby. The episode is let's do a bunch of uh, like segments. Uh, I feel like Sour Candy Trials. It's also segments, but I feel like it's very focused on this plotline of uh, Craig finishing the sour candy, the pucker sucker. Um, but it's also very focused around his family. Um, we get, uh, he's like sour training in the beginning and we see all of Craig's family and uh, Jessica wants them all to support each other. And then when Craig goes into the sour zone, he meets different versions of all his family members and they all help him fight this version of Big Red at the end. Um, Michelle, what do you think of this episode? So we have to assume that we are in Craig's psyche of the, the, the mm. sour trials, right? Having that been said 
The fact that he imagines Bernard is just a big lemon head is great. Because all of his, like, his parents and his and Jessica, they all look, like, super cool, right? Yeah. And then Bernard's just, like, a lemon. I think that's hilarious. Because he's a real sourpuss. I guess yeah, so. Go. I still love him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so, um, Alex, what, 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 oh. did you like this one? Uh, I I liked it visually. I, I speaking of Bernard, like one thing I wanted to point out is like at the beginning that we focus on Craig and uh, and Jessica with the lemons, but then like to the side you have Bernard like just showing up to mom's like, hey, I'm stressed and I have to deal with job applications, and mom is like, mm-hmm. hey, you gotta focus and avoid distractions. And I thought that was gonna be the end of it. And I was like, wow, that's like interesting that you just like insert a random Bernard mom conversation about like life skills in the middle of a Craig episode. Like that feels kind of nice that we're like going back to family stuff. But then like it gets wrapped up in like Craig's psyche stuff, and we all and we keep vis- keep revisiting that of like now Craig has to focus and avoid distractions sort of thing. So I, I appreciate it, but also I kind of would have been more impressed if they just did the Bernard mom conversation in the beginning and never touched on it again. Just to like be like hey this is like a normal family doing stuff with craig to the side so but but yeah just like i i i like craig family stuff especially when they like treat it serious when they like do serious conversations since like that it, it feel it helps to make his home feel more grounded if, if that makes sense yeah, it did seem like we we're just doing a family segment in the beginning, but then it's interwoven throughout the rest of the episode. I really like the focus on the family. Um, I think like the episode doesn't land completely for me just because the plot is like very simplistic and these kind of like uh, symbolic journey type things I feel like are never, uh, you know, they're not like narrative focus, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, so it's not like the type of episode I would like, uh, with just this one thing and there's no crazy, uh, side things and crazy gags and stuff. But I love the focus on Craig's family. I think the use of it is, uh, really fantastic. Them all fighting at the end and that sequence is just visually gorgeous. I feel like this might be the best, uh, the most, uh, gorgeous like episode of Craig. Um, and, uh, it's, it's so like a really lands i guess like visually and family thematic wise um and then i think like the gag at the end is also really good with uh i had a pretty sweet family to help me out and uh, jp's like i see them too craig what i know the jp the line was yeah. perfect <laughs> it was really good it, um jp being meta has always been a thing right because like, a certain like extent, yeah, because yeah. Like also it. at the end of the Kelsey episode, which we haven't gotten to yet, he he also is like just reciting the plot of the episode. So like I think that they they hit that several times in this batch. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll talk about that next. But yeah, I think Sarah Candy Trials is a notable episode. Uh, in in certain aspects, and I, I I like that the show has this type of thing in its wheels. And I also think like we should definitely shouldn't lose sight of Craig's family and should have them be, um, definitely the backbone of of episodes every every now and then for sure. Um, so the, I think there's a lot to like here, uh, as well. Uh, yeah, let's, I can't believe we haven't talked about Kelsey Alone Quest yet. Um, the, our Kelsey Alone episode here. Um, A plot, Kelsey doing stuff on her own, gorgeous reference to her, it's a beautiful day, mom. Um, rolling through the meadow, yeah. absolutely gorgeous. B plot, Craig trying to take a poop. Um, <laughs> <sighs> As you do. <laughs> As you do. It's this is like I feel like this episode is meant to troll me. Uh that they we juxtapose these two things here, but uh it's very interesting decisions. Uh I don't know, Michelle, overall do you think Alone Quest works for you? 
Oh, totally. This is one of my favorite episodes. Oh, just interesting. Having Kelsey get, you know, a whole half of an episode. I mean, this isn't even her first half of an episode she's gotten just for her as a character. But I love seeing the kind of thing she's up to by herself. And it's that kind of thing where if you spend so much time with people every day, you never really get to do certain things that you normally do alone. So it's nice to see what she does in her downtime when she's not with Craig and JP and the fact that she's like writing a novel and that's what she had hidden away behind the door that says keep at JP. And it's just like, she, she doesn't really miss Craig and JP that much. Cause she, she just, in, she's enjoying the time to be by herself. Cause she knows it's going to be like, you know, not a very common occurrence. And I just, I don't know. It was just really sweet and nice. And it was good to see Kelsey have that time to herself. And we could, you know, just observe her doing what she wants on her own accord. Nice. Totally by the, but you didn't mention the Craig plot though. In, in any but I'm not thinking about that. It's locked <laughs> out of my mind. Only Kelsey. Oh, it's called okay. Kelsey alone. So there's no Craig. Okay, nope. No defense there. Okay. Alex, uh, agree with Michelle or disagree? Uh, mostly agree. Like, I, I I just find this episode fascinating because if you explain it like with any other show, it's like, hey, we're going to take this character alone. They're just going to like act out some thing in their head. Then they're going to like run through the the forest for a bit. And then they're going to like lay down and do nothing. And it's like that's nothing happened. But like with a character as interesting as Kelsey, like her acting out things is like she she like gives it her all in that. Like her running through the meadows, like she she's also like doing action with that. And then like when she is able to get serenity, like it it it, it feels a little different because we don't usually see her like that. And then, like, at the very end, like, she, she finishes up and right on time is when Craig and JP come back just as, like, she she's, like, done with her, with, her, like, getting the stuff out of her system. So, like, I just find it interesting that, like, Kelsey is such a good character that I am in love with this story, like, from beginning to end, even though, like, if you described it in words, it wouldn't sound as interesting. Uh, I think that's a credit to like the the musical selections in this, the like uh, the d- different voices that Kelsey's voice actor is doing uh, in, especially in the beginning with the acting out. So yeah, yeah, like I, I'm just it, it's not my it's not my favorite of this group, but like it, it's way impressive for like how much it's doing with just one character and with as little story as possible. You know, I see we still haven't mentioned the Craig pooping plotline yet. Why do you keep wanting to go there, Dylan? (laughs) Is that your favorite part? Are you compelled? Alex Alex was talking about Kelsey getting it out of her system. I'm like, oh, Oh, okay, sure. But no, no, no. I I co-signed the the Kelsey. The Kelsey parts are super gorgeous. I love her writing uh, Robin and the Snow Sword and like acting it out. Um, That's like my favorite thing uh, of this episode, acting out as she's like writing the her, her YA novel um and yeah her tumbling through the meadow it's a beautiful day mom such an incredible moment and then she's like a squirrel at one point and getting seed for Mortimer. and uh yeah just I, lo- I love that she's writing a book love all the aspects of this um it, it sounds like you guys hate the the pooping plot line though it it's I hate it it's just I mean, it's it's hard to like think about poop that much when like you're not the one pooping <laughs> Well, look, it, it's a it's a relatable situation, yes. but I just feel like it's given too much focus. Like, it fe- this feels like it should be a Kelsey alone episode. Like when yeah. we when we keep cutting back to Craig and JP, it's like, well, can I get back to Kelsey? I was having fun with that. 
So uh, and like they they try to make the the Craig JP stuff funny with like the spiders and like the exchange between Craig and Jessica. Jessica but, was good. Yeah, so they're trying, and so it doesn't. It's not a dud necessarily, but it's just it. I I when I'm watching, it's like, can we get back to Kelsey sort of yeah, thing? Definitely. And, and by by the way, the initial focus on Craig's butt clenching is like quite a shot to like get in there. <laughs> And like, and and whoever was in charge of making the sounds of like, you know, like Craig's stomach rumbling as like it's coming up, like that that person deserves like a good pat on the back for getting it very accurate. So good job for him t- for portraying um, bowel <laughs> bowel dis, uh, this this uh, yeah we we problems. need it accurate yeah yeah okay. yeah so good um, for him. I, th- I think uh, Craig having to hold in going to the bathroom is a totally valid plot line for this show. I think that it makes a lot of sense. I think this is something that all of us experienced as kids. Uh, sure. And, and uh, it makes a lot of sense to have this type of plot line. I rally against fart jokes on this podcast, but this is not a fart joke. This is like a legitimate plot line. Um, oh, oh, but but can I say, K- Kelsey letting out a fart right after they yes. leave is great. Kelsey that was really fart, great. That, that, that is, that, that is, that's like a character moment. That's not a joke, so it's fine. Um, the, the problem I have, so I think this actually plotline is completely fine as a b-plot it's just like why is this juxtaposed with this gorgeous Kelsey exactly like, exactly this is that, like that, such that, a deliberate decision like out of all the a-plots in the history of the show this is the one you should not put this with so it feels like they did that on purpose in order to like prove the biggest contrast or something um or maybe it was just born out of the plot of separating them but uh like boy uh it is uh, i mean i don't think it like turns out super badly it's certainly uh not a disaster of an episode i think it's ultimately a good episode and uh the juxtaposition does isn't uh, that bad but it's still i feel like everyone's takeaway from this episode is going to be like oh that was, why 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 were these together why why couldn't we have uh, just had the kelsey parts uh that being said i do think like uh this type of the, the, this type of thing with craig and going to the bathroom i think it is the type of thing this show should do if any show um because i think that's relatable from being good um i also like kelsey kelsey's dad i think is a big part of the the craig b oh poor guy (laughs) yeah yeah oh and then the highlight is craig at the end coming back and like smirking with the biggest smirk after he uh successfully went to the bathroom jp says he's glowing have you ever felt glowing after a big poop i feel i feel it you do? Yeah, yeah, you feel that way? Okay. I'm, like, not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, okay. Right right before that, there's a very chonky Mortimer flapping up onto Kelsey's head. Chonky, that was a pretty cute yes. moment. Oh, yeah, Michelle, comments great. on the chonkiness of Mortimer? Very chonk. Absolute <laughs> unit. Birth. <laughs> five out of five stars. Okay. We can be on board with birds, too. That's good. Um, and the, oh yeah, charades was uh, another big, big part of this too, this episode. Um, and yeah, get JP's like giving the whole thing at the end too. Okay. Let's talk Jacob of the Creek. Um, this is, uh, Craig being, uh, he gets his hair, he cuts his own hair and, uh, everyone thinks he's a new loner kid. Um, and, uh, he's, uh, like, uh, relishing in it, and he, we learn at the end he was, uh, continuing it and shaving his head on purpose, but then he makes it up and, uh, declares his loyalty to Kelsey and JP at the end. Um, the, uh, I think we get a lot of, uh, fun minor character stuff, too, in this episode. The Ninja Kids, I feel like we've gotten almost none of them since, like, the beginning of the show, and, uh, their secret manga collection, and I love Craig, like, blushing while reading Ninja x Ninja in, like, the next scene. I think that's fantastic. Uh, get- is that, is that Yaoi? Hmm, or- I don't know. We gotta dive into that deeper. Alex is like, is this this Yaoi I've heard of? 
<laughs> yeah, like I'm not even, I'm not even sure about what it means. I, mean, I think I know what it well, means. Well, you see, uh, no, then we get the the tea timers uh, are back. I love the tea timers. I was a big fan of them in this episode. Um, big fan of this quote too. Uh, I've uh, I heard the tea timers have fake snacks and like to cause drama. Says Craig, and uh, oh, that's a thing of the past. Now we have real snacks and like to cause drama. Uh, At least she's honest. <laughs> it's- I'm uh she's on she's on team drama so am I. Uh it's it's great. That's why I love them. <laughs> this is the best. And then Craig uh, walks out with the cupcake at the end. Um so I think there's a lot of uh, fun minor character stuff. We also get the paintball kid. I'm still not a fan. Um but that's okay. And there's the the, the time machine as well. That's some some fun stuff. Um yeah or nay, Michelle, on the episode. I like a a, a fair yay, but okay, maybe yeah. not necessarily an enthusiastic yay. Like yay for Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. Oh, bo- the Bobby episode. Mm-hmm. Or just no, Bobby in general. We're, we're in the oh, both. episode. And, is it, and is Bobby in this episodes. episode? He might have been. <laughs> He's in a lot of them. <laughs> he might have been in that one too. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Alex, a favorite part of this one? Um, I give it a nay just because, like, uh, the, 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 the I, I don't know. The, we've had several of these where, like, the Cra- Craig kind of, like, brushing off his friends sort of thing is, like, just not not a story I'm that interested in. We're, we're using side character groups. Like like you mentioned, we haven't seen enough of them. So I guess we need, like, this is the, op- the opportunity to sprinkle them in. But they're not groups I care about, really. Like, if you replace these with, like, say, the, the, the biker kids or the horse girls, I might pay a little bit more attention but like ninjas and paintball kids like well who cares so i i think that this one suffers from like choosing groups that haven't been mixed in enough and also craig just not being that likable here and kind of going away from his usual personality sort of thing so yeah not, not it's it's okay but like compared to the rest of these episodes it's certainly not as good the, the structure is tiring, but I think the episode doesn't focus on it that much. And it's very quick at the end with the whole, uh, uh, oh, you're tricking us. Oh, you made it up. Like, that, that, I feel like, you know, the, it, it's it's okay if we have that stuff. It's it's not too big of a, a part of the episode. I think there's a lot of fun stuff with the project and all the minor characters. And also, like, uh, Craig pretending to be uh, Jacob, I think, is pretty funny, too. Um, so, I don't know. I don't think this is – I think this is a middle-of-the-pack type Craig episode. Um, but um, so, the best part is Jessica dressed as an elbow. But, like, like the that? pasta elbow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm an elbow. <laughs> it was adorable. It's a lot of Jessica. It's good. Yeah. Um, okay. I think all we have left to discuss is mystery of the timekeeper. Um, so uh, we delve into Beth, uh, the timekeeper. Justice for Beth. Justice for Beth. Uh, the, the, basically, Beth goes missing. They all try to be the timekeeper, and then at the end, uh, they find her and befriend her, and uh, she's back. So, um, yeah, Michelle, are you a fan of uh, Beth? I mean, Beth has a... I mean, I guess actually Beth's situation is pretty fine, right? Because she's saying, like, she doesn't really play great with other kids, but this way she can contribute, but also be, like, close to them proximity, but still do her own thing. So I guess, like, she's she found a system that really works for her comfort zone, and that's good. I feel very bad for her that she took it so hard when she forgot about Daylight Savings Time. It was one day, girl, you can forgive yourself. It's not like they pay you to do this. It's pro bono. You're allowed to mess up. Cartoon Eric aired this episode yeah. on Daylight Savings Time Day. Like, Did they actually? Or like the day after. Like, yeah, that's on Monday. Def- and like, it's definitely a coincidence, but uh, <laughs> there's no way that was on purpose. But this 
Oops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alex, Beth, thoughts. I, I love Beth. She, she I, I feel so sad for her. And, uh, and I think that it's a, it's another interesting kind of kid to introduce to the Creek, the kind of kid who like knows that all the kids hang out at a certain place, but they can't really like, they don't know how to integrate themselves. So like they go there, but they like kind of stay on the edges and like when they're needed, they're like jump in sort of thing. Like I feel like this is me in elementary school in the playground where like i'd be like in the corner of the playground not really like in the main part where like all the kids were like hanging around but like if somebody like needed me to like fill in on a team or something then i'd like jump in or whatnot so anyway i think that these are the kind of kids that also deserve love and and also i like that the end it's like hey like i have a real name it's beth and craig is like yeah so we'll we'll like check in on you like now like we we care about you now and now that we know that you have feelings and things so like it's all it's all great it's all great (laughs) Now that yeah. we know you have feelings and things. Well, I, I I think that it's some like when you're in such a large group, like there are people like that can sometimes get like put by the waist, like wallflowers, you know. And so like a, a situation like this, like gives uh, gives them the uh, gives people the opportunity to realize like, hey, you're actually important and you should be valued for what you're doing here. And so I like that, like uh, the it, it's a nice message to give, like, hey, like also like show show some focus for like the kids who maybe aren't as active around but like you know they're around and you know that they like fill fill in things every once in a while like you show them the love that they deserve too uh yeah i think beth is super sympathetic and uh, i think it's it's the type of fan favorite type of character i think how the episode approaches her is, is pretty good and i like if if she was like really going to be friends with them it'd be nice but uh it, it's it's yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's still good and i love the end of yeah, the episode e- even something as little as like you know like them calling up to her every once in a while like just talking to her yeah. like, yeah. that would yeah. be an, imp- yeah. an improvement from what it was before so like yeah. small steps i'd like to see throw them yeah, her just more call. choco rolls yeah throw <laughs> yeah choco rolls um yeah the, it's, it's i'd like to see them calling to her in random episodes that'd be good um, maybe kelsey will, will work out with her because she's swole yeah, yeah that's i feel like that's the highlight of the episode for me kelsey about uh the potential uh, timekeeper she's probably swole as heck tubas are the densest instruments on the planet um so kelsey with all the the, the slang here swole as heck dragon later um and uh also reference uh cheese sticks um later so uh, kelsey got to hang out uh with wildernessa um, I feel like a pretty, it's a pretty gay episode for Kelsey, um, in this one as well. Oh yeah, that's the number one ship is Kelsey and Wilderness. I completely forgot. So that's probably, I don't know. Ooh, what do I like more? Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a tough debate. Uh, I gotta get the Craig ship rankings done. I gotta go over that later. Um, there's too much to cover. Uh, where, where does uh, Craig and Kit fit? <laughs> yeah, I also, oh yeah, we debated that too. I love that ship too. Okay. So a lot, the show is, uh, too many good ships for being about children. Like, it's, uh, it's good. Uh, there we, I feel one of my favorite, uh, gags was, uh, them playing as bride, bride and bridesmaids, uh, randomly in this episode. I thought that was really cute. Um, and, uh, we, oh yeah. And then they're, they're like taking over for the timekeeper and, uh, Craig is, uh, gets bored. Uh, JP like bangs the drums too early and Kelsey's like get late and yelling around to everyone. Um, I don't, everyone like gets grounded for being late, uh, to dinner. Um, I feel like that's harsh. I feel like I don't know late for dinner it's a grounding but i don't know if you guys have comments on that but um oh also at the beginning there's a good gag at the beginning too with they're like watching uh Manny jumping it's like oh look at look at them jump and then handlebar look at them jump and then bobby jumping for candy uh, 
Poor Bobby. <laughs> so much Bobby. Jeez, yeah. And um, then later in the episode, like, Bobby is getting candy from Kit and they knock him out to, like, ask him. I know! <laughs> it was so brutal! You hear him, like, fall and make a thud sound. Yeah. My candy, yeah. yeah this is a real banner, banner month for Bobby. <laughs> yeah, big, yeah, big Bobby. Yeah. No, not what it wouldn't have been at the top of my list for <laughs> characters to push to the spotlight here, but it's... We made the most of it while we were doing it. Okay. Michelle, any... Last thoughts on any of these episodes or closing thoughts on Craig here? Uh, excited. Excited for more Craig as always. I mean, a little curious about plot stuff, but they can hold back. Like seeing everybody else and just seeing the world be lived in is always nice enough. And I'm in no hurry to advance plot things. I want more Bernard and more Jessica. I'll say that. Those are my two things I really want. Yes. Yeah, not too much Bernard. We had a few Jessica Minor things here. Yeah, but, poor yeah. Bernard. He needs to come back. Lemon Bernard. No? No, you don't want the return of Lemon Bernard? Uh, no. I mean, I think his presence was, like, fine and humorous, but he doesn't need to return in that form. See, we, we, need, we need real <laughs> Bernard. We don't need Craig's image of Bernard. So that's the yeah, thing. I want full, full, full on Bernard. 100%. Full on Bernard. Okay. Full, uh, on Bernard. <laughs> full on Bernard. I forgot to mention, I think I found the uh, the nostalgia of the of the podcast was the sour candy thing. I did find that very nostalgic. Uh, the, oh, totally. This, yeah. What do we uh, think they were like? Because I assumed warheads, but it was was it like the lemon candy? The lemon, like, lemon head, yeah, like a yeah. lemon. Like because warheads are way more sour than lemon heads, so I'd like to think they were referencing warheads. Yeah, I feel like I was but, like really like uh, afraid of like sour candy as a kid. Like, oh no, it's too sour now. It's like oh, it's oh, sour candy's so. the best. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? Got to the end, so like when you get to the very end, it stops sweet, being yeah. sour entirely, and it's just sweet. And it's like, oh yeah, I got it. Yeah, my, my nostalgia was the '80s music videos. <laughs> Does that okay? Did you watch a lot of music uh, the '80s music videos? VH1 Classic was on our cable package. So <laughs> okay, that I, counts, I, yeah. I probably watched more like yeah, more of those videos than I care to mention. <laughs> nice. Okay, Alex. Final thoughts on these episodes? Um, I know it's only April, but is it too early to begin the campaign for Kelsey Best main character? No, of like, course not. I was I was yeah. pushing last year. We just didn't get her through. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Like I think that after this month, like I think we have enough of a case now to like really like push her to the forefront because like episodes that focus solely on her, or, or at least like she's the the main part of the crew that like gets the most focus. Like those just seem to hit at such a high rate. Like uh, Kelsey, the 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 alone Kelsey. Like besides the the poop stuff, but like that episode is great, and the Kelsey the elder is pretty great in part because of. Of her contributions to it so like kelsey is a star and we, we 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 should we are blessed to have her around and yeah and the rest of the show continues to be great like it just keeps it keeps hitting the things it's good at in this month it had a good blend of like various styles that it's hit well in the past and so if it, it I'm just uh, we're gonna wait to see more episodes but like if this if this is the last bunch for a while it's like it's definitely leaving on a really high note for me 
Yeah, I agree with that. This is this is a good a good uh, place to to stop for a little bit with Craig because there's a lot of uh, a lot of great episodes here, and uh, I t- definitely agree. Kelsey's like a super standout character continues to be um, Yusufer and Kelsey the Elder, so fantastic, and also a Lone Quest. So that's a, a good showcase of, of that character. Um, yeah, Return of the Anisalka Rangers just uh, really love that episode, really memorable one for me that I'll take away from the, this bunch, and also we'll remember Kelsey the Elder a lot as well for all the the D and D and references and stuff, and uh, but just. Uh, no episode in this bunch I was like uh, really down on. Each each had uh, something to contribute, I think, in a major way to the show. And yeah, we'll see whenever Craig comes back. Um, M- Michelle, did this uh, did this make you want to play D anD D one day or nah? I mean, so the one thing that intimidated me is it seems like it takes a long time to fill out those character sheets. But if someone would fill it out for me, like Mark, then yeah, I'd be down. <laughs> you just want to play with like a default character, then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Marta. Yeah, yeah. We uh, the, Andy helped us out with our Ruby campaign. He, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's if you've uh, helpful, yeah, make it, it's okay. But I, I agree, it's a long character sheet. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll get Michelle on a D and D thing one day. Um, Craig of the Creek D&D. Choose your kid. Basically just Craig of the Creek, yeah. Um, so we'll be back when uh, Craig is back to discuss uh, more Craig episodes. There's an episode like Fort uh, something that was supposed to air and did not air. So don't know what's up with that, but I assume that'll air soon. Um, and uh, yeah, let us know what you thought of this batch of Craig episodes on OverlyAnimated.com, on uh, the YouTube comments at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated, or our Craig channel on our Discord at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Um, you can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Beatrice, aka Beatrix Cavendish. And thanks as always to our patrons, aka producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, and Hugh. Um, check out other stuff at overlyanimated.com, including Star Wars The Force of Evil coverage, which while we were recording, Disney announced the rest of the Star episode dates. Um, so I was like, uh, distracted Ooh. by that a little bit. It's a f- series finale will be on May 19th. Other st- a bunch of other stuff, including that D and D podcast we reference will be out at some point, uh, this week at overlandminute.com. Um, and D- DC superhero girls, uh, coverage. Beatrice hosted that. Um, we had, uh, uh, brave little toaster podcast. The- <laughs> yeah, oh, we that- did. <laughs> Not appropriate, but check that out if if old enough and uh, other stuff at overlayadmitted.com. Yep, thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.